Oh, I just talked right. Well, you know, there we go. I'm doing too many things at once, and I talked right over my intro, didn't I, guys? Okay. So this is Truth Light. It's the Light of Truth. That's the show. And um, we are going to we are going to take a moment, close our eyes, and take a breath <laughs> because I'm doing too many things at once. So um, I'm going to finish up with my friend who is here. And can I call you with this? Is that okay? Okay, I'll call you with this. All right. So, <laughs> can I tell them who I'm with? No? Sure. Yeah? Awesome. Okay, so everybody on the radio show, that's, I'm talking to you guys now, right? So I'm actually here with um, a skull keeper and one of the ancient skulls, or two of the ancient skulls. And so we've had just an entire day of a good drive home. <laughs> We've had an entire day of tons of fun playing with ancient skulls. And i got to say, I love my life because this is what I do in my office. (laughs) But we got a little carried away with the healing work and the playing with the ancient skulls. And I didn't really get here to be 100% together for the show. So here I am, not 100% together. Big surprise, right? Big surprise. (laughs) So... All right, so if you guys want to learn more about ancient crystal skulls, um, let me know, and we'll do, we'll do a show on that. I have, um, this, is, this is a new friend of mine who, who's been here all day, and he's got a couple of ancient crystal skulls. And um, then, then also I, I've been talking to Einstein's Keeper. If, you, um, if you're not aware of crystal skulls, there is one named Einstein, not after the scientist, but because Einstein means one stone. And he is huge. He's 30-some pounds. And uh, he's called the, the crystal skull of enlightenment. And uh, it said that he has all of the knowledge of anything that has or ever will happen ever, anywhere, so in all of consciousness. So sitting down and, <coughs> excuse me, sitting down and meditating with that crystal skull is pretty amazing. And then uh, the skulls that were here today, you can actually Google them too. Uh, there's um, Ishel, which is I-X-C-H-E-L, and Lucy. And uh, they are pretty phenomenal, pretty phenomenal. And uh, so we'll be doing more with them and, and hopefully doing some events uh, here in Flagstaff. So if you happen to be anywhere near, um, there will be some events going on at the new office in Flagstaff with, with these crystal skulls. And uh, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and as I'm talking, I'm going to go ahead and launch the chat room for any of you who are looking for that. I just haven't gotten it up yet. And uh, <laughs> I think I have been writing good morning like I did today um, on the chat room, and then I just realized that it's not 7.30 in the morning. That used to be my time slot, and it's no longer it's now 5.30 here in Arizona. So anyway, yes, this is the life of a professional mystic. This is what we do. <laughs> it's pretty good work if you can get it. <laughs> so today our topic is uh, what it's like to just, talk daily with your angels. And what is it like? You know, I, I just sort of take for granted um, that people do this and that people are used to this. And, you know, last night I, I had a, a conversation with a young man that's staying in my house. Hopefully we'll get him on as a guest too because he's really quite phenomenal. 
and it's one of my son's very dear friends. And uh, you know, he was telling me how most people don't just talk to their angels, and they don't really interact with them like like you're just talking to your friend on the phone, like I do. And uh, just some of the different things about my life, even just where the angelic aspect is concerned. So. I decided to go ahead and just do the show on this today. Um, what is it like to just have that kind of communication with your angels? And, and what is also, you know, the thing I wanna, one of the things I want to touch on first is what is the difference between spirit guides and angels? There is a difference. People use the terms um, interchangeably, but in fact, it's, uh, it's not necessarily the same thing. It, again, it depends on who's saying it. But in most cases when people are talking about spirit guides, even if they use the words angels, um, that's, that's a fourth dimensional being. In other words, like the astral plane um, where the angelic plane is fifth dimensional consciousness, which is that state of unconditional love, Christ consciousness or above, um, no judgment, no ego. It's it's where the angels live. <clears throat> it's where the archangels, the seraphims. It's where the ascended masters. That's the the base level, so to speak, of where they reside. Uh, it's, and it's a state of consciousness. It's not a place that you go to necessarily. Although <coughs> often in meditation we will achieve that fifth dimensional state of consciousness and it feels as if we have gone to another place. And so um, sometimes people mistake this for actually it being a location. Right? So, um, and so when I do the angel meet and greets, when I talk about talking to your angels, that sort of thing, that's what I'm talking about. The, the beings, the guardian angels and so on that, um, that people learn about when they're children, they are really there. And that's not to say that your grandmother who passed away when you're three isn't looking out for you. I don't know that. But she's probably not literally an angel unless she achieved Christ consciousness or above before she passed. Okay, so that's kind of the difference. When we're talking about um, angels, at least in my conversations from me, we're talking about these ascended um, ascended enlightened beings um, that reside fifth dimension or higher. Okay, so um, and I typically won't tell you what dimension they're from because they don't get caught up in labels. And also, the other thing is, you know, when people talk about their angels or spirit guides, they get all caught up in, you know, what's their name? I need a name. Typically, the ones who um, are really, you know, if you do communicate with different things, the ones who will give you a name and are assistant, insistent upon having a name are more the fourth dimensional beings <clears throat> because they live in that space where there is division and so there must be labels. And the fifth dimensional beings, you can just identify them by their vibration rather than um, by the name. So, um, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with dealing with the... Uh, the fourth dimensional beings, it's not to say that they're not there helping you. Not always, <coughs> because they're not in that enlightened state of being um, to the degree that the Christ consciousness and above are. But um, 
you know, sometimes fourth dimensional, there are many layers to the fourth dimension, and someday we'll just have to do a show on the dimensions, but um, the higher levels of fourth dimension are also where these, where um, the spirit guides and that kind of thing that are here to assist and guide and help and, and have clear motives, um, they will oftentimes reside in the upper level of the fourth dimension or astral plane. So now that we have that all covered, <laughs> woo, that was a lot. Um, when I refer to daily communication, talking with angels, playing with angels, I'm referring to those, those other beings in the fifth dimension. So, and when we do the angel meet and greet, that's who you're meeting. So you may have a couple of different sets of spirit guides or angels um, as far as you would call them, uh, because you may be pulling from different dimensions. So, ah, well, I'm exhausted. All right. So, <laughs> excuse me for the cough. I think I'm dehydrated. I live in the desert and I forget to drink water. So, um, so when I get up in the morning, the first thing that I do before, really in most cases, before I even open my eyes, um, I say I pet, reach over and pet my dogs. You know, I think you all know if you listen to the show, my dogs are sleeping with me, and my my babies, right? Um, and then you know I connect with my angels and just call them in close and just you know, hello, how you doing? Good morning. We ready for the day? Can you help just kind of cleanse my energy for the day? Can uh, can we? And I just kind of stay in, before I ever get out of bed, I just stop and just ask for my, my energy to be centered. You know, can we just get my energy in line and clear and bring that beautiful light and love within, um, around me, and uh, see that light of creation kind of sweeping over me and just relaxing me and, and <coughs> set my uh, direction for the day and then before I get out of bed, typically I run through just some of the things that I'm grateful for. I, and this is something that I got from the movie The Secret. I'm not a super huge fan of it, but, you know, it's not horrible. It's got some good stuff in it. And um, one of the things that I took from that that I've been doing ever since it came out is before my feet hit the floor in the morning, I list the things I'm grateful for. The problem is that I, I found that there are so many things in my life to be grateful for when you start getting into that place of gratitude, right? I'm grateful for everything. And so now I've, I've just, you know, I talk to my angels and, you know, think about the things that I hold a great deal of gratitude for and, uh, and just for a few minutes, you know, because otherwise I could stay there all day because I'm grateful for so many different things. Once you find that attitude of gratitude, it's in all things. And then, you know, we get up, we, me and my, me and my posse, you know, we get up and, and finding that space of, of love and joy is not always easy because we all have stress, we all have stuff going on, we all have tension or distractions, that sort of thing. But I try very hard to make sure that even if I get into that space, I stop and I step back and I find humor. I have a beagle. You know, you can't, you can't be depressed or upset if you have a beagle. And so play with the beagle. We've got a puppy at the house. So I've got my kids there. I've got the, the house that I've, I just can't even begin to say that I would. I, I love my house. It's just this tiny little cabin in the woods and the mountains, and it's phenomenal. And 
<clears throat> so just looking around and, and again bringing myself to center with that gratitude and that feeling of love, love for my dogs, love for my kids, love for where I am, love for my life, love for my angels. And, you know, we go down, we get coffee, and all of this time I'm feeling, you know, um, and I know this sounds crazy, but <laughs> too bad because I have my own show, so I'm not crazy. So I have these, these, you know, conversations in my head, conversations with God, so to speak. And so it's that reminder of the things that I wanted to do or reminders of the things that will help me stay in the state of consciousness where I want to be. So while I've set my intention to try and be full of gratitude and happy and joy and love, um, all along I can feel an outside presence going, hey, did you see the blossom on the plant? Hey, did you see the cute way the puppy's sleeping? You know, all of these bringing my attention, do you remember this awesome dream you had last night? Or look at these beautiful countertops in your kitchen. And, you know, whatever it may be that's going to bring me <coughs> joy at the moment is sort of um, assisted by this outside group because I keep them close. And, uh, you know, I was just talking to, again, the young man that, that kind of inspired this, this topic for this show. And uh, we were talking about, you know, getting these little heads up are really kind of handy. So, you know, the, uh, the other day I was, I was babysitting the puppy like I do in the morning sometimes so my son can sleep a little bit more. And I was pouring a cup of coffee and I had the cup of coffee in my hand and I got this, she's going to pull and it's going to spill with coffee, so be careful. And as I got the heads up and as I got the be careful, sure enough, she pulled and I corrected so that the hot coffee didn't spill all over me. It's little things like that. Keeping that constant communication, I get those little heads up. And so it makes life a little bit easier. You know, hey, you know, you ought to call, <coughs> you ought to call so-and-so today. So, you know, just, just pick up the phone and do it. And you call them and sure enough, it's the perfect time to have caught them for a business deal or for an appointment or for some good news or whatever it may be. And, um, you know, or, hey, the phone's ringing, but don't worry about answering it. Just continue what you're doing and you do it and you look over and it was a telemarket or a bill collector or something um, or somebody you just really weren't into talking to at that moment. And so this constant connection is good for big things. It's good for little things. Um, <clears throat> there are times when, you know, I, I talked about it before, there was a, a pretty bad accident in my family. And um, I was on my way to a class in Georgia from Florida. And as I'm driving, my angels tell me, you need to tell them not to go to this, this thing that they were going to go to. At least w this one person needs to not go. <clears throat> and so I actually turned around, I think it was about about 30, 40 miles back and pulled both people out of work and said, you know, you need to, you know, the person who needed to not go, you need to not go tonight, just don't do it. And then I pulled the other person out and said, this other person needs to not go tonight. Well, of course, nobody listens, right? Even though they got the same feeling, but they weren't listening because my kids have grown up with this, so they usually listen, but they didn't that time. Um, and so... Uh, Things transpired through the evening, and sure enough, um, 
person was in a situation which in turn created um, a life-threatening accident. And uh, we were very lucky that they didn't, that they didn't pass. Um, very lucky. Like there was clearly intervention by some divine power kind of lucky. Um, <clears throat> but because I listened, I knew to turn around and tell them, you know, don't, you need to not go because this isn't, this isn't really meant to be. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm plugging the computer in. I'm doing stuff around the office while we're talking. So <clears throat> it can be for big things as well as for small things, you know. And so this daily conversation and this constant communication with your angels is, one, pretty handy. But two, when, when things go on in life, and we feel a little lonely. It's very good to know and to understand that we have this team with us who uh, have only our best interest at heart, you know? And no matter what happens, they have our best interest at heart. And it can be, the thing that blows my mind is (coughs) we can achieve our best interest while other people also are achieving their best interest. Because we're working with that fifth dimensional, unconditional love, no ego, etc., no division, we're all one, that's that state of consciousness, we're able to do what fits our highest and greatest good without it being detrimental to somebody else's path. They can always see the way that it can be a win-win or it at very least not a destructive situation. So when we connect with these beings, it's, uh, and that's where we're getting our answers from, um, and we'll go into that in a minute too, when we're getting, I should say, our suggestions from, because really they're like a board of advisors. They're not going to tell you what to do. You have free will. They're going to suggest, <coughs> just like the kids had the free will to go. It was suggested that they didn't. And, and afterwards, they both said they had the same feel, but they chose not to listen, free will. So, um, yeah, somehow I've lost track. <laughs> so having this board of advisors around is wonderful, but it's also like having a group of your very, very best friends around who know you inside and out, know the highest and greatest you, No, the worst you could possibly be. They know all of it inside and out. And they're still there all the time whenever you want them. They still come in with no judgment, with unconditional love, (coughs) and with this beautiful healing energy that understands that all that matters is what you do from this moment on. So it doesn't matter what you've done in the past other than you've created an energetic momentum, okay, that they can't necessarily shift, but as far as what they feel like about you, what they, how they feel about you, it doesn't matter if you did some horrible things yesterday or two years ago or whatever. They're in the moment, always in the moment, not in the future, not in the past, in the moment. And in this moment, they love you. So... For me, this is very comforting 
as I have been a single mom for a lot of years, raising two boys on my own with no family and that sort of thing. And so um, it's to this day a huge comforting fact to me to know that there is this team around me. And, you know, we have skeptics. You know, well, it's nice for you to think that, but they're not really there and it's just your imagination and so on. And so these beautiful, fabulous beings have given me this class called an angel meet and greet and it's something that they downloaded to me um and and so there's actually uh, techniques that we do that prove that there's something going on there is absolutely no denying that there is something going on and it's interactive so the people are participating and um and so they see the power, one, the power that you have, and that's, that's the direction we'll go in a moment. You know, it's not always about reaching out to something outside yourself. Your angels are all about you finding your own inner path, your own inner truth, your own inner strength, and, and honoring and respecting that yourself as well and developing that and refining that. And they're there to lend assistance or lend energy to this. So it's kind of like they're mentors. You know, they're not going to do it for you, but they're there to help, and they're going to cheer you on, and they're going to believe in you 100%. <clears throat> so in these classes, we, we do some techniques where you see what it's like when it's just you, and you see what it's like when we bring these angelic beings in. And the results are kind of mind-blowing to people. And, and again, I go back to the young man we were talking to last night. <clears throat> I, uh, I have come to take for granted the things that happen in these classes. And, you know, he sort of refreshed my memory <laughs> that not everybody sees us every day. <laughs> and it's kind of freaky to some people because there is no explanation other than there is something else going on. And, uh, and people are experiencing it for themselves. And so in this class, we also we, uh, we bring in your angelic crew at the end of the class. And one by one, you meet them. And so each person is meeting their own individual, their own individual angels, excuse me. And, uh, and so <clears throat> it's quite impressive to see the reactions and, and what happens with people. And so we teach you how to connect with them, how to just chat with them, how to, you know, so when I'm driving in my car, I've got friends with me. We're singing, we're talking. They give me a heads up when there's, you know, I've asked them to always give me a heads up when there's an animal in the road because I live, you know, in Flagstaff, Arizona, and so there often there's elk, that kind of thing. And, um, and so inevitably, I'll get the field to slow down a little bit, and I back off the gas, and I go around the curve, and there's a herd of deer or elk or something in the road. And uh, so it's very, it's just nice to have that interaction all the time. Um, if I want it, you know, they're not intrusive, obviously. And so... Um, when, when I'm kind of feeling lonely or I don't have any friends, I'm going to go eat worms, <laughs> I'll, you know, play games with my angels. And so I've found that mine like to play Yahtzee, so I have the little app for Yahtzee on my phone, and we roll the dice, and I get a feel for, you know, okay, pick your fives or pick this or do this. No, there's only there's only one, but you're telling me to pick the pick the one for like the small straight or something. But there's 
There's nothing else saying there's going to be, okay, fine, I'll pick the one. And then sure enough, I get a small straight or whatever they've shown me, you know, or Yahtzee. Or, and so it's kind of fun because they have the bigger picture. <laughs> and so it's testing that faith and refining your skills of connecting and, and communicating with them. And uh, mine also like word finds, those things where you circle the words, <laughs> like crossword puzzles, but not. And, uh, and so I personally am horrible at those. I can't see the words for, for love their money. And uh, when my angels come in, what I found is the words, they'll show me which word in the list to pick, and then the word just kind of, uh, it's like it rises up out of the puzzle. It's the coolest thing. And so it's fun to do that because what I can do is I can tell I'm not alone then because I can't make that stuff up, <laughs> you know. And so um, it's, it's very comforting to have somebody to play with. Even though they're just silly games, but I always have somebody to play with, right? And uh, when, when you're interacting with people in life, when you're looking for a job, when you're finding a place to live, whatever it may be that you're doing, it's so nice to have that board of advisors, not to have them give you your answers, just just friends that you can go, well, you know, yeah, I met this guy and he asked me out. I don't know, what do you guys think? What do we think of him? Is he, does he have my best interest at heart? Is he going to be good for me in my past? Is this business partner going to be good for me in my past? <clears throat> and so it's, um, it's comforting and it's a lot of fun because, you know, the thing is that this group of angels that you have, this group, you can call them all kinds of different things, but this group of angels that you have, they get you. And like attracts like, right? So many times they have very similar senses of humor. They like the same things. So, for instance, in the, when we do the angel meet and greet class, and we typically they'll, the angels will tell me that they'd like to share something they enjoy doing with the people. And it's, you know, maybe the person is like a closet dancer, right, or a closet singer, and nobody else knows that. And they find out that their angels have the most fun when they're singing or dancing. And so, you know, I get calls and emails all the time from people going, oh, my God, I have so much fun now because I'm not just, I don't feel like I'm singing by myself or I'm dancing by myself. I feel, they can feel the whole group come in and just have fun dancing and singing with them. And so it's really, um, it's enjoyable to hear that people are taking this and, and doing stuff with it, you know, and, and really interacting with this crew that they have all the time. So you guys probably already interact with them, um, you maybe just don't know that that's what's happening. So one of the things that we talked about last night <clears throat> with this young man who inspired this show was how do you tell when it's just another aspect of your personality? Because, of course, he's very analytical, you see. So how do you tell when it's another aspect of your personality chiming in from some other part of your brain or when it's your angels talking to you? And so what I've found for some of my clients, um, you know, we'll have them tell their angels or communicate to their angels, could you please speak with an accent that I don't know? <laughs> and so, you know, it's something that your brain can't do because you don't know that accent. 
you know, and so you'll you'll have these these conversations go on, and it's with this completely strange voice in your head. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's not because it's not really in your head. <clears throat> and so uh, the other thing that you know I found is as people become better at clarifying and refining their communication with their angels, it's actually there's a fine line that you can you can tell <coughs> when it's something coming from the call is coming from inside the house when it's something coming from in your brain versus something coming from an outside source and so it's a fine line but after a while people get pretty good at at defining it and a lot of times they'll say things that you couldn't possibly make up for instance how could i possibly know that that puppy was going to pull just at the moment that i picked up my coffee and i would spill hot coffee it was something telling me, heads up, she's going to pull, and you're going to spill your coffee if you don't plan for it. And sure enough, there she went. She pulled. I almost spilled my coffee. You know, so I was prepared for it because I had the heads up. So when we learn to walk and talk and be with our angels anytime we want, it can be handy. It can help guide us along our path. And it can be fun. The other thing is that um, when we have, say, the feel that you know somebody, right? You just meet somebody. There's an immediate connection, like, like the gentleman who was here with the uh, ancient skulls. <laughs> and again, excuse me, I apologize for the crazy beginning. That was that was pretty funny. We we just lost track of time. Um, there was an immediate connection, and so, you know, I spent a little time asking my angels, okay. Is this, <clears throat> is this a connection for this life? Is it a co- connection from some other life? Is it um, something to follow up? Is it just one of those things we knew each other thousands or hundreds of years ago or something and here we are again and, oh, hey, I remember you and on we go? Or is it a connection to, um, to pursue and nurture? You know, So I do feel like we probably have known each other before and I feel like it's something to pursue this lifetime and, and um, it's, it's uh, almost like a brother-sister kind of vibe or something. I don't know. It's, um, it's very nice. It's very nice. And so, you know, I, I'm able to double-check because I have a lot going on in my life. You know, you guys know this. If you listen to the show, I've got a lot going on in my life. <clears throat> and so to um, incorporate new people in, I do double check with my angels and go, okay, this is something I need to do because there's already so much in here. (laughs) How do I incorporate anything more? (coughs) But I do find if it's meant to be incorporated, if it's in my best interest and in their best interest, then it always works out, right? So again, you know, it's not that I'm going to my angels for every little thing. It's that I'm walking with them. It's just like when you're, in a, you know, when you were a teenager or whatever and you're walking through the mall and you have, you know, your friends with you, <clears throat> you, you ask their opinions, you listen to what they have to say, but ultimately you decide what, you're, what store you're going into, what you're buying, what you're eating, whatever. So it's very much the same thing. It's just that this particular group of friends is um, all enlightened beings. And they all know what it is you came here to do and what you wanted to learn or accomplish or experience, 
and they know what your what your vibe is, so to speak, like what what you're okay with, what you're not okay with, what's healthy for you, what's not healthy for you emotionally, physically, spiritually. And so they actually have the real picture of you, more so than you do, because once we come into this life, we tend to forget it. We tend to forget why we're here or what we're all about, and we sort of get reshaped and reformed <coughs> by society, parents, etc. And, uh, and then it's almost like we spend the rest of our lives, later lives, trying to undo everything to try and get back to what it was we were when we started, right? So this group of friends that you have with you, they, they signed up to be your mentors through this, to help you get through this, to help you achieve that goal that you want, whatever that goal was, even if it's just to hang out and watch the show of this crazy place called Earth, or to make a huge difference, or whatever it was. And so they understand you more than you even understand yourself because they knew you before you were reshaped and reformatted by society, parents, etc. So when we are figuring life out, when we're trying to find ourselves, trying to rediscover ourselves, it's not so much that we're asking them to tell us what to do, what to be, what to think, feel, etc. It's that we know they are a trusted source. We know that their intentions and their integrity is unshakable. It's pure. So we are able to connect with them and go, okay, like I, I have to say, you know, it's a crazy time right now. There's a lot of people going through a lot of things and, and all of us are going through it on some level, I, I think, anyway, everybody that I talk to, and so including me. You know, sometimes you just have to step aside, release everything that you think and feel, and go, hey, could you please remind me what the hell I'm doing? Could you please remind me, why, is this the path I'm supposed to walk? Are these the people I'm supposed to, did I, was this decision the wrong decision? What, what am I doing? I don't even remember anymore. And so we state this out to our angels and then we go to a place of meditation and we allow the answers to come. So we go to a place of calm, of quiet, of centering ourselves and we allow ourselves to receive the insights and inspirations as they remind us, well, yes, you wanted to walk this path because you know that it's, you know, for me, and I'm just going to talk about me, I at times question the path I'm on. <laughs> I love what I do. But it can be a challenge when you're trying to make a career out of it because it's not a career, it's a life path. And so the two don't always go hand in hand, but you still have to pay the bills and, and take care of things and, and whatever. And so, you know, when you're trying to build websites and do marketing and do this and do that and schedule tour days and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, oh, right, but I'm a mystic. i got to do this now, you know. And so sometimes <clears throat> you kind of question it because you think, well, I'm not sure the rent's there this month. And what the hell was I thinking? Why didn't, why didn't I just stay in sales or whatever it was, you know, and customer service and who knows. And uh, you have to 
rely on your inner your inner self, true, but sometimes we lose track of that and it's really good to know that we do have these friends around us all the time. <clears throat> we can call these friends in and ask them to please remind us what we're doing here. <laughs> you know, am I totally off track to be walking this path? Was it a crazy thing to think about getting an office in Flagstaff instead of just a nine-to-five job? You know, what is it that I need to do? To, to be backed and to know that I'm going to be okay and what, did I, what path did I want to walk before I got here? You know, what was it I wanted to accomplish and realign myself with that? So they really can help with, and that's really what they're here for, you know, is to help with this, um, this path we're on, this, this thing we came to do, each one of us a different thing, but it's important to stay in communication with them um, so that we have this reachable team when we need it. Hey guys, I'm lost. I can't remember what I'm doing. I've got vertigo, whatever. <laughs> vertigo of the life path. Um, you know, and, and so having that connection with them on a day-to-day basis allows us to not get so far off path. You know? Um, doing things like we were talking about, like playing games with them, like singing and dancing and, and knowing that they're around and calling them in and asking them to join with us. When I do healings, I ask my angels to come in and, you know, either join in the healing or they can heal me while I do healing work on the other person or whatever, just so I have that kind of crew around me and I really enjoy their energy. They're all beings that you chose to bring with you this lifetime. And they're all beings that when you pass away, this is when people talk about, you know, they see forms and that kind of thing. Sometimes, yes, it's family members, but in many cases, um, they'll see little balls of light, and these are your angels. And so these beings, um, if you're connected with them through life, it makes it that much easier when you do pass. Inevitably, we all do. This is the team that's going to be there waiting for you to take you to the place of healing and place of safety so that you don't get stuck. And so it's imperative in whatever way for us to um, find that connection and find that um, feeling of safety with them. Because I can't tell you, you know, for 20, almost 30 years now, one of the things that I've done and I've specialized in is helping souls that are stuck move on to that place of healing. And it's not that I move them anywhere. All I specialize in is getting them connected with their angels. And once they do that, then their angels take it from there. It's not up to me to decide what's going on. It's, you know, it's not the whole heaven-hell thing. It's all these different things going on. And um, <clears throat> it's so much easier if you develop a connection um, while you here. And, you know, you already have the connection when you get here. It's that it gets kind of beat out of us. When you were a kid, if you had, um, you know, invisible friends or, you know, somebody who sat next to your bed and stroked your hair or whatever and kept you safe at night. Or In many cases, these are our guardian angels. It's that we haven't become blind to them yet. And so as we age, we tend to become blind to them. So then when we pass, we're afraid 
because we think, oh, no, you know, what if, what if I was bad? <laughs> what, if, what if I'm going to hell? What if, what if, what if, what if? And so when we have this constant, we sing and dance with them. We wake up in the morning and say good morning to them. We call them in when we're cooking dinner to sort of help and bless the food and do the in that very precarious time and you don't know are you going to be leaving or whatever, that, that happens on occasion too, they can help you and you feel safe allowing them to because you've developed a friendship, you remember who they are and you know that above all they have your best interest at heart. You know that they love you unconditionally and you know that they would never allow anything, they would never allow anything to happen to you that wasn't in your greatest good. So how do you develop the relationship with them? If, first of all, you come to a meet and greet. <laughs> so if you happen to be in the Flagstaff area, we do meet and greets. <laughs> I am traveling this year, and we are doing those classes, but you know what? You already had that connection with them, and, and you don't really have to have a class. It does help you have a cool experience with them, and it does kind of boost the uh, communication, but... You don't have to take the class, and I know that makes me sound like a horrible salesperson, but that's because I'm a mystic, not a salesperson. So um, finding that time to, at all costs, be in an attitude of gratitude. So just take, some people come naturally to you, some people have to work at it. So if you can take 15 minutes out of your day, just know that the 15-minute drive home or the hour drive home or whatever it may be, you're going to spend a section, a 15-minute section of that finding all the things you're grateful for. You know what? My car has air conditioning. My car has heat. I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful I have a car. I'm grateful I have a better car than I had before. I'm grateful for the sunrise, the moon, the this, the that, all of these different things. I'm grateful for the road to drive on. You can, it can be as light as that. I'm grateful that the seat is soft under my kiss. You know, um, you can also go deeper and, you know, I'm grateful for the fact that I have kids who love me and I love them and I'm grateful for the fact that, you know, I have this beautiful home or I'm in a that I love or I have this hobby that I enjoy or whatever it may be. Find all of the little things, the big things, et cetera, that, you're grateful for that attitude of gratitude shifts your vibration. And it's really kind of like tuning into a radio station. And I know we don't do that anymore because we have blog talk radio. <laughs> but remember the days <laughs> when you tune in the radio station? So it's similar. You're tuning your vibration or your frequency to one that can harmonize with your angels so they can communicate back and forth. If you're in a very spiky, negative, angry place, stressed out place, they have a hard time communicating because they can only communicate from the place of unconditional of no judgment, of oneness, that, that complete void of separation. <clears throat> so we have to get ourselves to a place that's at least close to that somehow, right? As close as we can get so that they can start we can start picking up the signals that they're sending us, the communication. The communication is always there if we're asking for it. 
we're not receiving it because we're not tuning in. We have to do our 50%. They'll do their 50% by communicating to us, by sending love to us, by sending guidance and inspiration to us. But if we're not doing our part to be able to receive it, well, then that's on us. So finding that attitude of gratitude helps tremendously. And also um, finding unconditional love, if you can find it, or feeling of joy and love. Do you love puppies? Do you love the sun? Do you love the beach? Do you think of the things you love, and this helps you. We do have a caller. I'm going to go ahead and pull over. Caller from area code 210. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? This is Pearl from Texas. I thought it might be. <laughs> it is. So, so what do you think of today's show? Well, I, I think your show is great always. You know, I followed you in the morning and then I, I look for you in the evening. So I think I'm I know, being you're grateful. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I think your I think your um, your formats and your topics always just resonate with me, and especially oh, the, nice. the gratitude part. I think it's a nice way to to live life, but I think it's important to remember that when uh, when what I call when things start flying in life, when things mm-hmm. get difficult, a poop storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's been a lot of those lately. A poop storm lately, which is which is the reason why I called. I had a question. <laughs> okay, awesome. I have um, a daughter who left college, and um, she's um, at a temp to hire position. And she thought that they were going to let her know on Friday whether she was going to get the job or not. And they extended it for another two weeks today. And uh, she's very upset because she thought that was the end of a very um, um, trying period. You know, she was working, instead of the typical eight, she was working from, um, you know, 12-hour days, really overextending herself, doing Mm -hmm. the best possible job that she could. And apparently there is somebody else who's also um, in a trial period for the same job. So right. there's been a lot of pressure. So I didn't know what you thought about that. Um, they want to extend it for two weeks, and she's just devastated. Um, what I feel is that there's been no decision made, and that's why they had to extend it to two weeks. Um, I feel like there's, um, in the higher levels, there's maybe not super pure integrity, because as there's this competition between the two, they're getting a lot more work than they would if they just hired one. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, that's part of the reason that they extended things was because it was working better for them not to hire one just to have the competition going. And so I don't feel like there's been a decision made yet um, because they're busy playing both ends against the middle. And so, mm. one, that says a lot about the company. They don't have their employees' best interests at heart. Um, but it, it feels like it's a middle management thing. It's the middle management level that seems um, 
feels kind of um, ego-driven, insecure, um, get you before you get me, take what I can from you while I can. Um, so I would say that it's likely that um, if she does end up staying there, that down the line she's going to find that they're kind of crappy in at least that level, that it's kind of crappy management and she's not real happy with it. Um, so perhaps, you know, with that heads up to start looking for some other things, even if she does get hired. Yeah, that's kind of what she's sensing because the person that she, yes, because the person that she was supposed to work for um, ran the company, and so um, if if extending her trial period to work to see if the other uh, people in the company, um, you know, are exposed to what she can do, then it would probably change the job circumstances. And um, mm-hmm. then I'm kind of wondering, uh, she probably wouldn't have be working for the person that she thought she was going in to work for to begin with. So instead of working for right. the top I feel tier, like whoever she ends up tier. working for, there's whoever is in fact in charge of her job that she ends up with if she gets hired is not somebody she's very, it's kind of like if that happens, it's this feeling of, oh my God, I worked so hard for what? This is miserable. You know, so it does feel like there's um, there's somebody in that management team, and it feels like there's two people. Um, I'm seeing two people that have the potential to kind of make life hell. You know, and because they've seen what what she will do and what the other person that they will be pushed like that, that won't stop. That won't stop. They'll always be more expected than is compensated for and it kind of sets up this doormat. Not to say that she shouldn't work hard because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one who pushes 120%, 150%, whatever too, but in this instance, it feels to me like there are some people in middle management who are going to use that as a weapon and they are using it as a weapon now because, you know, they're... It's kind of like kind of like the apprentice. Um, <laughs> it's a shark tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it just unfortunately, feels... she puts her heart and her soul in her job. So um, yeah, my idea would be to you know look for something else and still do her best there, whatever. Not you know, don't ditch what you have now, but understand that down the line she's probably not going to be very happy. Okay. Okay. That help? Interesting. Yes, a lot. It confirmed what I was thinking, you know. So if, if the head guy wasn't... You're pretty sharp. What's that? You have good... I said you're pretty sharp. You have good instincts. Well, thank you. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> you just don't know. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah, what I, I think. Agree. I don't know about anybody but else. See, that's so. why, that's why learning to work, back to our topic, learning to work with your angels is so nice because you can just learn simple yes and no's. And the, the last job that, you know, I was I was in a place and it was time to leave and there was that loyalty thing going on. And so I folded up a bunch of pieces of paper <clears throat> and 
I wrote down the different options, you know, before I folded it, I wrote down the different options that I thought there were, and I folded them all up in tiny little squares, and I got a pendulum, and I just asked my angels to please answer via the pendulum, and I have, you know, one direction for yes, one direction for no. And, and so I, without knowing what any of the papers were, because they were folded, I take it and set it down on the desk and hold the pendulum and ask my angels to tell me is this a yes or a no. So I mark down Y or N, you know, and I go to the next piece of paper. I wouldn't open that one. And uh, that's actually how I decided to leave my last job was, um, was to, just to asking my angels to give me the yes or no's for the different options. And then I unfolded the papers to see what there was one yes and three no's. And so when I uh, opened up the yes, it was telling me how I needed to leave my job. You know, and it was their opinion. So it's kind of handy. Kind of handy. That's very interesting. I keep learning that my pendulum <clears throat> swings wildly. <laughs> Talks to me. Yeah, you know, the, used thing it in a while. People, the thing that people forget to do is specify who you want to answer. So it can be your inner being, like the true you, the you that comes from that light of creation that, that hasn't been reshaped by earth life, right? You can ask your own inner energy to answer it. You can ask your guardian angels from the Christ consciousness or above to answer it. You can ask, I don't know, your, your daughter's angels to answer through the pendulum. You can, you can do a lot of different things. And that only works if it's something that they believe it's in your best interest to know, by the way. <laughs> but I used to use it a lot for my kids. So which one of those is your higher self? Your higher self would be that that you that is just you from the light of creation. So that's your higher okay. self. There's so many different terms for things, you know, but that's yes. um, not bringing in any outside guidance. That's just you and that, that highest, best part of you, you know. So... Um, and I, in the angel meet and greet, that's one of the things we do is teach people how to talk to that part of them too and how to get answers from that part of them. So, Because your angels won't give you all the answers if you're not at least trying yourself. So, Because it forms a codependent relationship with them and anything that's truly enlightened will not encourage a codependent relationship. So a lot of people out there teaching about angels, not all of them, some of them, it's not actually angelic realm they're teaching about because they're actually promoting a codependent relationship on these beings and you must be an ego to want a codependent relationship brought about and angelic beings are not in the ego, if that makes sense. So. Yes, I do understand. Um, sometimes <laughs> I wondered why I wouldn't get answers, but I think that, kind of, that, that mm-hmm. addresses that. You got to at least you know, do your 50%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you, I usually, you know, it's, I, it's usually at the point of frustration. Heaven helps those who help themselves. You got to help yourself say, before they'll help you. Oh, well, I'll usually end up saying, well, you know, I don't know what else to do. So if it's something, that, you know, within in alignment, you know, then I'm just going to hand it over to you. And usually I'll get an answer. There you go. Right. <clears throat> Yeah, it's really all about just at least trying ourselves, truly, you know. And, <coughs> excuse me, if it's, like there are days when 
I, I can't remember if it was, it was one of the, the past few days I was exhausted because I had so many people, um, really dramatic, life-altering, life-threatening situation coming at me like all night long from different people and, and uh, I really just got in sleep. You know, and I woke up and I just had this massive anxiety and I was just so like overwhelmed by life. And because I'm empathic, I'm feeling what's going on with all these different people that have been connecting because it was the middle of the night. I wasn't taking time to cleanse and detach and this and that. I just was answering in my sleep, kind of half sleep, half awake zone. When I woke up, I was anxious and overwrought and whatever. And so I just stopped and I just, you know what, I, I can't even do anything with my energy. I'm so... And just wound so tight, please just come in and just help me, you know. So before I ever got out of bed, I just asked for them to come in and help and start with the petting of the dogs and seeing the beagle and my other dog and listening to the puppy and all the things that make me happy and all the things I'm grateful for. And, and eventually I was able to, like, pull the covers over my, you know, away from my head and <laughs> begin to go downstairs and make coffee. But sometimes you do just hand it over. And then you have the strength to help yourself. Sometimes we need the help before we can help ourselves. You know, but if our intention typically is and our actions prove that when we can we do it for ourselves, then then they back us 100%, you know, because it's all about our highest and greatest good. Mhm. So there, angels 101 people. <laughs> so well, that's the subject I can can I ask the part I can of hear more and more about. Uh, the I, southern part. part you're in? Yes, the southern, southern part. part. Okay. Well, because I'm, I'm going to be in, uh, I think, I'm, I'm trying to set up the thing right now, but probably the last weekend of March I'm going to be in um, Colorado Springs. And so I was looking in parts of Texas. aren't They're only a few hours away or a couple hours away or something. So I was well, trying to see if, you know. Austin. We have people coming in from all over for that. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. So I think I have to come down there at some point. As much as I hate to say it, I'm not a fan of the state. I've never had good experiences there, but I get the feel that I have to, I don't have to, but I am encouraged to go teach somewhere down there. Oh, wonderful. So one of these days. <laughs> that would be wonderful. This year. Either, either, either Austin or San Antonio. Austin's okay, I hear really good things about Austin. I'll have to check that out. So, um, well, so thank you for calling in. We've got about a minute left. So, is there anything else I can do for you while you're here? Um, I don't think so. I, I think from what you're telling me, the best thing for her to do would be just to kind of keep her eyes open and maybe look for another job. Yeah, I think so. I'm feeling that pretty strongly. She feels like she's pretty awesome too, by the way. She feels wonderful. Oh, thank you. So, well, she's the kind <laughs> of person who would give her heart. Intelligent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I can yes. feel that. Very nice. Very yes. nice. All right. Well, thank you. Thank I'm going to go ahead and, and pop you over to mute then. Thank you for okay. joining Come us. Come to Texas. <laughs> I will do my best. Thank you. All right. And so you guys can find me if you want life coaching, psychic services, etc. It's mysticaltruth.com. And uh, for the life coaching, it's 12, like the number 12, 12weekcoaching.com. And uh, I do have room for about 60 new life coaching. It's only 12 weeks, 
life changes completely afterwards. So check it out. Um, and come join me tomorrow. Like me on Blog Talk. Like me on Facebook. I don't know. Just like me. All right. Thanks, everybody, and have a wonderful day.